Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Run Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rohn. In today's episode, I look back at the last second heartbreaking loss versus Seattle. Sam Howell and the offense did everything they could to win that game, but the team still came up short in the end. Obviously, largely because of the defense. It was a huge blow to any playoff chances for Washington. A preview of the upcoming home game versus the, let's say, struggling, you know, injury-wounded New York Giants. The team really has no excuse to lose that game. We also had a little on fantasy football as well. A lot to get to, so here we go. I right, look at the Seahawks game. Obviously, I'm going to start with Sam. I mean, Sam was you know really, really good. Obviously, the offense kind of was stagnant after that first touchdown drive. Um, and they had a field goal drive later in the second quarter. Um, but, you know, overall, Sam was clutch when he has been all year, really. Fourth quarter, you know, Sam stuck, you know, stepped up. Um, before we get there, I obviously do have to acknowledge the fumble that he had on the RPO, or well, really a read option. It was a first down. Sam's got to know when to get down. He's going to learn as more, um, as he has more experience in the NFL, that he has to get down in situations. Obviously, you know, defenders are looking to trip that ball, especially when, you know, one guy's holding you up, the other guy comes in and kind of finish the job. So, um, you know, mental error on Sam's part that, you know, on that play, but because obviously he had the first down, he might as well just went down. You know, but again, he'll learn that more. Um, I love the arm angles and the throws to um, the dump off to Brian Robinson. He was, you know, improvising off schedule plays. Beautiful, beautiful um, arm angle, almost like side throw. Patrick Mahomes esque, not saying Patrick Mahomes. He is Patrick Mahomes, but that was a hell of a, you know, play to Brian Robinson on the first touchdown. And obviously the second long play to Robinson was very similar as well. Um, you know, really just, you know, beautiful, kind of like, you know, shortstop throwing to second base. Um, he was awesome. That was great. And, it definitely kind of shows the off-schedule, off-script kind of plays that he can make with his legs and really just where he can throw the ball. Um, you know, it's really with, you know, constant throughout this year, obviously we knew he was on sack to break the NFL sack record on set, you know, on pace. I don't, at this point, he's not going to, you know, reach that hopefully as long as it, uh, the pace has died down since. But, you know, you definitely have to acknowledge that he's never really been flustered with it. He hasn't looked gun shy. He hasn't looked like, you know, it's affected his play. And that's a testament to the play the same, player the Sam is. And that's really ingrained. That's not something that you learned. That's something that Sam was, you know, born with. That's just kind of who he is. He's going to be him. You love that. You can't teach that. So, um, you know, that's really, really, you know, big thing. This uh, organization offense, you know, can look at it to him and trust him. Um, I think he had like, I think he leads the NFL with 788 passing yards in the fourth quarter. And then I think he has, you know, five or six passing touchdowns. I think he's also tops in the fourth quarter. He's been a clutch player, and they needed him to be. Obviously, he's set Washington up to at least tie or win the first Philly game, um, this game, the Giants game, you know, if, if Jahan doesn't drop that one pass. Um, even the second Philly game, you know, kept a minute. Obviously, they had have an interception in that game as well. Same as first in the NFL in yards, tied for fifth in touchdowns. I, don't th- I think any offense, any Washington fan would have signed up for that before the year. And if someone told you know you that, you're probably like, oh, this team is 7-3, you know, 6-4. and four. But it's not the way it's gone. The defense has really been the downfall. The throw that obviously you, you, you got to write home about was the touchdown that to I, – I acknowledge that Antonio gets the touchdown as well. Obviously, Antonio was wide open. Sam wasn't really to get his whole, whole body into it, but he was wide open. He got it out there to him, you know, made the play. 
Touchdown Deami Brown was freaking special. Like I, I think people are probably seeing that angle right now on you know Twitter or whatever, where he zooms it in there in between the de- defenders above their fingertips. That's a you know top five quarterback throw. Like it just was amazing. He held in the pocket for over four seconds there, waited for Deami to get open through where only Deami could get it. You know, great play by Deami to catch it and take take it in for a score. But that was just that was probably his best throw all year, and he's had a good amount of them. I mean, obviously the touchdown to Terry in Week Two against Denver. He might have thrown to Terry in, against Philly in a touchdown a few weeks ago. The one to Jahan against New England. The one to um, even James and Crowder in the second Philly game. You know, the game is pretty much over, but rolling to his left. Um, beautiful plastic Crowder. Um, so, I mean, Sam is, you know, obviously I'm not really, you know, I think a lot of people were either he's the guy or he isn't the guy. It's too hard to tell. I just think as an evaluator, you have to, you know, give him a full season and see what happens. But you can't not be impressed with what he's done. And I think it should give fans hope and excitement that this is someone that they can build around and maybe that franchise guy. And I think, you know, before the year, I thought his ceiling was pretty much a better Taylor Heineke. And I think I'm going to raise that now. I mean, I think he has top 10 quarterback potential. Like, um, you know, I think he can get there. I'm not saying he'll be the top quarterback in the league, but he could probably give you top 10 quarterback play. And he's only 23. He's only made 11 starts. So, I mean, he's only going to hopefully get better and grow. Um, obviously, defenses are going to... Um, basically game plan for him more and you try to if they get a full year of film on him but i think sam's the kind of worker that you know he's going to still be able to you know overcome that and see what happens in year two and obviously it's going to be a lot of probably changes i don't think the enemy's going to be back rivera definitely shouldn't be back you know maybe they're looking at a guy like ben johnson from detroit to come in and be the head coach so you know unfortunately it's going to be a third office system in third years for how for how but i think he has the mental cap- capacity and work ethic to you know to um, handle it but obviously that's a conversation for later in the year but again, I, I really, really like the way Sam played against Seattle. Brian Robinson had the first receiving, first 100-yard game um, for, the, for the Commanders this, this season. He's obviously as a running back. It's kind of depressing. But, and, you know, Sam Ice throws a lot of yards, but kind of spread it around. No one's had a thousand, I mean, 100-yard game. I think Terry had the closest. He had 90. Oh, I'm sorry. John Dawson, 100-yard game. Um, but, you know, Brian Robinson only had the second 100-yard game. Brian Robinson had a 100-yard receiving game before Terry McLaurin, which is obviously – you know, kind of crazy, but hell of a play by Ron Robinson. He had a great, um, you know, obviously it was kind of off schedule play, but even he, he he's getting better with his route running. Um, nice little angle route. I think that was the fourth quarter where he got open and beat Bobby Wagner. It was a great route by him. Gibson continues to get, you know, 10, 12 touches a game between carries and, you know, pass that in the backfield. That's what I want to see. It's the recipe for success for him. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see what he does um, as he continues to um, really just can hopefully get more involved in the offense because I think he deserves a bigger role. This team just doesn't run the ball, so I'm not going to say. I mean, it, I heard Pete Carroll basically said that he was surprised. Yeah, Washington ran a four straight time. They kind of were taken off guard. And you could tell Washington got, you know, two, three first downs off those four runs. So, um, you know, you would like to see them stick with it, but that's really not their MO. Um, but again, you know, I think at this point, this is what there is. I'm not going to beg them to run the ball anymore. Wide receivers couldn't get much getting much going. Obviously, I, I mentioned last week's podcast how I like uh, Reek Boulin. Uh, Devin Witherspoon is going to be a star. He's a rookie. You know, top five, top six pick, I think he was. Um, but, you know, Washington still has – those guys have to get open. Either Bantam has got to seem it better. You know, Terry's definitely um, – he was open, you know, I think more than he was thrown to. Um, and obviously, I think Jahan only had two or three targets. But you, we definitely want to see them get more involved. O-line was okay. A couple of times, Tyler Larson got put on his butt. So did Cosme and even Chris Paul. But, again, this is a better group than it was the first seven, eight weeks of the year. And it's at least giving Sam a chance to stay upright. Defensively, obviously, I did consistent pressure. At this point, Jonathan Allen, Deron Penny, step up. Washington picked those two over Montez and Chase, and they're not showing that they were the right choice. I know 
it's being a little tough, but I think, honestly, in my opinion, I would have much rather traded Jonathan Allen before Chase or Deron Payne. But, you know, I mean, Chase or Montez Sweat, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, just because Allen's older than those guys, and he kind of had a poor season so far this year. Payne really hasn't in a, I think he has a sack and a half. I think Jonathan has two sacks. Those guys have to step up. They have to be a life by the division line. They just haven't really been. Jamin Davis, um, I thought had a really nice game. He had a really, really nice hit in the backfield on Kenneth Walker. It was a hell of a play by him. Another tackle for loss, I think, was on Zach Charbonnet. Um, you know, I think Jamin, again, just going to continue to get better. Um, and as, you know, Washington has a decision that makes offseason whether they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. David Mayo had a couple of nice tackles, but he is horrible in the coverage. I'm not going to harp on the guy. He's not the greatest, but he has to play because they did poor team, team building, and he's a guy that has to step up. When a guy like Cody Barton gets hurt, and it's just the way it is, I don't, can't even fault him for that. As Again, poor team building by Washington. Mano Forbes' penalty was BS. I mean, the, I mean, sorry, the penalty was warranted. The ejection was BS. I don't know. The NFL is so inconsistent with what is an ejection and what isn't. Um, you know, you feel bad for Forbes. You wanted him to build on, um, you know, the momentum that he had against New England. You know, obviously he's going to have a going to have a chance this week going against the Giants. But I wanted to see him in Seattle going against better receivers because the Giants have horrible receivers as well, just like New England did. So I expect Forbes to have another game against the Giants, but I really wanted to see him have a better test against New England. But obviously he'll have a nice test against Dallas on Thanksgiving as well. St. Juice, I think Luck just ran out. Like, I think he consistently holds receivers. He consistently has gotten away with a lot of calls this year, and he just did it against Seattle. And that was a PI on DK. You know, it sucks. It was fourth and five, but that was a PI. Then he had the um, face mask a couple plays later. Then he got beat by Tyler Lockett later. And then the last drive, obviously, after Washington tied the game, he got beat by DK. And I think I just, you know, I think St. Juice, he has horrible ball skills. There was, I think it was the second down. It was all they kept doing was slants to DK and St. Juice still couldn't stop it. But there was one where it was on that last drive. I think it was a second and 10 DK. It was a poor throw by Gino and it was broken up. But I mean, really, St. Juice was not looking at the ball at all. St. Juice was just looking. He could have intercepted the pass. And I know he got upset. He got, you know, excited and celebrated afterwards, but he just doesn't know how to locate the ball. I don't think St. Juice is a starting corner in this league at this point. Um, I think they need another corner opposite of Forbes. If Forbes just proves even that's if Forbes proves the guy. And that's if they bring back Kendall, great, but I don't know if they are, uh, especially with a new regime probably coming in. But Fuller has been amazing this year. I hope they do bring him back. Um, but St. Juice had a really poor game. And like I said, I just think this time it was just kind of magnified because his calls finally were going against him because he said he's had some pretty good luck this year. Uh, Percy Butler, I don't think is a starting safety in this league. I think I've seen enough now between five or six games. He takes poor angles, misses in coverage laps. I think he obviously is playing because Derek Force is hurt, but I hope Force gets back sooner right later. Um, Butler is a guy that, you know, is a good rotational safety, hopefully, but he was a fourth round pick. You know, you're not exactly relying on it to be a starter, but. I think that maybe would have been an overdraft, too, in the fourth round and by Rivera's regime. Uh, Cam Curl and Kyle, uh, Kendall Fuller, obviously the best players in the secondary. They continue to play that way on Sunday. They're just consistent in the two guys. They're not stars, but they're damn good above average starters, um, and if not really good starters. So those are guys that obviously need to get locked up in the offseason. Um, obviously, we know Del Rio's troubles. I was finally glad to see he blitzed and adjusted a little bit too little too late. Um, you know, his – systems and schemes are kind of prehistoric and it's time for him to go isn't really to say anymore the defense is what it is you know before the year without any better now they don't have chase and montez so you know whatever you give them a little bit of a pass because they don't have them but even then they weren't playing well with them i think this team is just gonna only way they're gonna win games the rest of this year is if sam out scores guys a team so 
It is what it is. All right, moving to the Giants game. The Giants defense, they're giving up 368 yards a game, 27 in the league, 237 yards passing, that's 21st. 131 yards rushing, that's 24th. And uh, uh, 26.6 points per game, that is 29th. Obviously, this is a horrible defense. There's nothing really to say there, but we know how Washington already lost them this year already, which was obviously inexcusable and kind of really set this team's downfall in motion, especially that kind of really gave Harris in the front office probably motivation to trade Chase Chase and Montez. Um, You know, obviously they have okay front three, Ashawn Robinson, the veteran from Alabama. Uh, Dexter Lawrence has played well last couple weeks, 37 tackles, three sacks. Um, They did trade... Um, Leonard Williams to Seattle. Um, now they have um, Jihad Ward in that 340 end look. Came uh, on Thibodeau, the second year player, eight and a half sacks. He's had a really nice second year. Bobby Okarike is a really good linebacker. He's had 91 tackles and interception. Ojalari is on the other side of Thibodeau. Secondary wise, it's Poor's, Cody Hawkins, Deontay Banks, um, Adore Jackson, he's healthy, Cordell Flott, um, Xavier McKinney, and Jason Pinnock. Um, they're coming off 49 17 beatdown. We know that against Dallas. They're, I would not be surprised. If the Giants don't win this game, they probably won't win another game the rest of the year. This is how bad they are. There's no excuse for Washington not to put up points in this game. But it definitely is going to be interesting to see how the enemy adjusts. Because Wink Martindale obviously brought the blitz. Seemed like every play last time, Washington didn't really make an adjustment until third or fourth quarter. That tournament was really too late. Really want to see how the enemy schemes um, this this week. Um, try to at least get Sam the ball out of his hands quick. Because I think the Giants, why wouldn't they keep doing it? Um Thibodeau was obviously the main factor in that, you know, front seven um, off the edge. Leno's going to have his hands full. Um, I do like Okay, Ricky as linebacker. He's a free agent signing from the Colts. He's been really good for them. I would say continue to target Terry. I think this is going to be his first 100-yard game of the year. I think he Deontay Banks was talking a lot of crap when they played a few weeks ago. He can't cover Terry. I don't know why he thinks he can. I know he's a rookie. He's going to get better, but I really want to see them. Just personally, you know, love obviously seeing Terry have success. I think he can have a good game against Deontay. The Johan's going to get back on track too. Washington will make plays. I don't, I'm not going to even tell them to run the ball anymore. I think every fan knows it's probably not what it's going to be. Um, but, you know, if they could scheme up a good 10 to 15 runs a game, that really will help, you know, at least take some pressure off Sam. I think Washington will make plays. I really expect another 24, 30 point performance, especially, you know, putting after putting up 29 last week against Seattle. All right, Giants offense, they're the worst in the league. They're averaging 259 yards a game. That's, sec- that's last in the league. 145 yards passing, last in the league. 113 yards rushing, that's 14th in the league. And then 11.8 points. So 12 points a game, that's last in the league. So three out of those four categories, they're last in the league. Tommy DeVito, the undrafted rookie out of Illinois. Um, he's had a 65.4 passer rating, 260 passing yards. He's you know played a few games. He had his first start last week. He has three touchdowns, three interceptions. He does have a little bit of, you know, uh, leg ability. He's kind of mobile, 15 carries, 70 yards on a touchdown. He's not an NFL starting quarterback. Everyone knows that. He might not even be a backup. I'm not trying to, you know, poo-poo him, but obviously he was undrafted rookie for the reason. Washington should torment him and make him have a horrible day. Saquon, obviously, is their main weapon on the Giants, proving their only weapon. He has 568 yards on 139 carries. He's had a touchdown this year. Um, he also has 105 yards receiving with two touchdowns. Matt Breed is the backup wide receiver wise. Darius Slayton is leading receiver with Darren Waller out. He has 337 catches, 337 yards, or 26 catches. Wanda Robinson, their second year rookie out of Kentucky, he has 29 catches, 204 yards. Isaiah Hodgins, which I kind of called last year, he obviously had a great second half, but he felt like he's not a good receiver. He's fallen off this year. 12 catches, 120 yards, a touchdown. They have Paris Campbell's coming minor factor. Has had really no assuming factor at all in this offense. 19 catches, 106 yards. Sterling Shepard is kind of obsolete. And Jalen Hyatt, I don't know why he's not getting more run. He is, you know, their third-round rookie. He's probably the only one that's going to be on this roster next year for them. 
outside of that Wanda Robinson. So Jalen Hyatt has 214 yards, 11 catches. Big play threat, 19 and a half yards per carry. Daniel Bellinger is a starting tight end with Waller out. He has nine catches, 99 yards. Andrew Thomas got hurt last week. Don't know if he's going to play. That would be huge for Washington if he doesn't. If he's not, you're looking at Justin Pugh to move back out to left tackle. Tyree Phillips or at left tackle as well. Pugh's probably going to play left guard if Thomas is out. Glowinski would play more than likely if Pugh has to be left tackle. Michael Schmitz, the rookie, will be at center. Bredesen or McKeithen will be at right guard. And Evan Neal at right tackle. The Giants have a horrible offensive line. There's been so many injuries. Even though, obviously, Washington's defense line isn't great right now, they still need to dominate that matchup. There really is an excuse. Jonathan Allen and Ron Payne are two of the highest-paid defense tackles in the league. They need to show it on Sunday. Stack the box. Make Barkley beat you. This is not an NFL live off, NFL level offense right now. There's no reason for them to score you know, more than 14 points, if that. It really shouldn't even be double digits. Um, obviously, they scored 17 last week against Dallas, but Dallas basically had their starters out the whole you know, quarter and a half, last quarter and a half. Hyatt is a big play threat. I think they're going to try to give him a shot. But again, I don't even know if DeVito will have time to get it down there. Hopefully not for Washington's sake. Again, they, there's nothing that makes you worry about this offense minus Saquon Barkley. Defense has to dominate. Uh, secondary should be fine. Um, this, again, on paper, Washington should have no problem against this offense, even with defense uh, you know, struggling. And defensively, they're not, their numbers are much better than the Giants, but you know they're going against a worse defense than the Giants so far. Obviously, Washington's offense is a thousand times better than the Giants' offense. Giants have their number. There's no... There's no Telling, I mean, no hiding that fact that Washington can't beat this team for some reason. Um, but the commanders need to break the mold for that game. I'm going to this game with my fiance. I'm trying to really hopefully um, bring a win out for her. She's being very optimistic. I wish I could be as optimistic as she is with this team. Um, so I love that. I mean, I love her for that. But I really hope that they can get a win for her sake and our sake and have a good time. And really, this team, there's no reason that this team should not win this game. If they do not win this game, I don't even know what to say or do anymore. Uh, I think Ron should be out. He should be out anyways. But if for some reason this game, he should be out Sunday night. But I don't know if that would happen, especially with them having a Thanksgiving matchup on Thursday, obviously, against Dallas. I'm going to you know say it's a, I think they're nine and a half point favorites, which is huge for Washington. So I'm going to have Washington win 27 to 7. I could be wrong. Hopefully, I'm not. Hopefully this sets up a really nice Thanksgiving matchup against Dallas on Thursday. And, you know, if they win that game, then you could seriously maybe talk about playoffs again. But obviously they're not there yet. So hopefully I have Washington win a 27-7. All right, for fantasy purposes, you have Minnesota quarterback Josh Dobbs. He's on his third team in a couple months now. Started with He was with Cleveland in the offseason. Cleveland probably wish they still had him after Deshaun Washington's latest injury. Then there is Odin out of Minnesota. He's been great for Minnesota. 268 yards passing, 44 yards rushing, and two touchdowns last week. They're at Denver. Denver's defense is obviously playing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the year, so that might not be as, as good a matchup, but if you need a quarterback, Dobbs is not a bad um, option, especially um, with his ability on the ground. Houston running back Devin Singletary, the former Bill and the former FAU running back, was pretty cool. I don't know if anyone else noticed. He had a touchdown um, last week, and he did the former um, did the Alfred Morris like baseball home run swing celebration. They both went to FAU, so it makes sense. Um, Singletary, 150 yards. 30 carries last week was crazy. Um, great. Probably the best game of his career. He's going against the Cardinals. Then you have Minnesota running back Ty Chandler. Um, he had 15 carries, 45 yards, and touchdown after Andrew um, um, Madison got hurt. Excuse me. No, Alexander Madison. Excuse me. I, I blanked on his first, first name. They're at Denver. He, I expect him to get you know good run, especially if Madison's out. Then you have Pittsburgh running back Jalen Warren. He had his first career 100-yard game. And then Tomlin named him the starting running back over Najee Harris this week. They're at Cleveland. They're going to you know, rely on the run game. I think Najee Harris still is a playable option, too, just because Pickett's not a good quarterback. They're going to need to run, you know, win games the second half of the year. 
Cincinnati wide receiver Trent Irwin. Um, he's going to step up with T. Higgins out. He had two catches, 54 yards on touchdown last week. They're at Baltimore on Thursday night, which I think will be a good game. And then you have Houston receiver Noah Brown. I talked about him last week, but I think it's seriously people need to bring up now. Back-to-back 100-yard games, and they're going against Arizona. Um, C.J. Stroud is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, maybe one of the best quarterbacks, period, right now. So uh, Noah Brown's benefiting from that. Well, with that, that includes Rumor on League episode. The commanders are coming off a really tough loss, second loss at Seattle. They had their chances, but came up short. They faced a struggling Giants team this weekend at home for a chance to get back in the win column. I'll be back next week looking back at this Giants game and previewing the Thursday Thanksgiving matchup in Week 12 at Dallas. You can follow me on Twitter at FLScott21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please hit subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.